0: Hello Fun People, I'm Isaac Carlson, and today I want to explore the similarities and differences that exist between Coco and Soul's depictions of spirits, the realms where they go, and what exists after death. I want to understand the Pixar afterlife. In 2017, Coco became the first Pixar film in years that I was emotionally gripped to, as it showcased Miguel entering the land of the dead as he strived to pursue his love of music and connect with his family. Here we are told that spirits exist in that land, but have the ability to visit the people who remember them one time a year on the holiday Dia de los Muertos. One night of the year our ancestors can come visit us. We've put their photos on the ofrenda so their spirits can cross over. In this explanation of the afterlife, when people died, they continued to be supported by the people who loved them. As long as their picture was up on Dia de los Muertos, the food, riches, and gifts that are left out for them when they visit are able to be retrieved by those spirits who crossed over, which resulted in the spirits with the most fame and praise, receiving the most luxurious experiences in the land of the dead. Here, everyone held on to a life that was similar to Earth. But beyond those lavish elements of the spirit realm, memories are the most important element to preserve a spirit. The truth is that if no one on Earth remembers them, they fade away and experience what is known as the final death. Memories from the people who knew those who died have to be passed down or else those people's spirits are lost forever. When there's no one left in the living world who remembers you, you disappear from this world. There also existed a few magical beings called alabrijes who looked after and supported individual spirits in the land of the dead. But other than that, there were no overseers of that realm. The spirits did have some law enforcements and governing professionals, but beyond that, it was a place for all the dead to be free. Contrast all of that with 2020 Soul, which takes a bit of a different approach to what happens after death. You see, unlike Coco, where a lot of the iconography beliefs and ideas about the dead come from studying Mexican culture, the soul realm in Soul went in a different direction. Instead of showcasing a gorgeous, colorful, and glowing city of skeletons like in Coco, when Joe Gardner falls to his death, the team on Soul created a place for him to go that was meant to be ethereal and vaporous, and took inspirations from Hinduism and metaphysics. In Seoul, people's souls are shown to appear on a bridge in a dark void when they die. Here the spirits are forced to look upon a massive glowing light that draws them in, within the vast space, and through that portal lies the great beyond, the last place a soul goes. As in, as in beyond life? That's death right there. Instead of just fading away from the world, souls float up into the light and become more simplified small ball versions of themselves until they enter the great beyond and are turned into bits of blue, red, and yellow. It's a portal that brings you to a place that is unknown, that is completely left up to interpretation. The soul world also has a lot more areas outside of the great beyond, though. We are told that in addition to being the place souls go when they die, this is where souls are given their personalities, and where they are transported to when they are in the zone. It's the space between the physical and spiritual. With the vastness of this hypothetical reality, and the many complexities that arose in this world, manifestations of the universe, the Jerrys and Terry, were also put in charge to be the counselors and the accountant for the souls. They kept the place in tip-top shape so that they could keep giving and taking all the souls from Earth all day, every day. Beyond the two afterlife realms that existed though, the souls themselves all also behaved differently as well in these two movies. By the way, why do you sound like a middle-aged white lady? I don't. This is all an illusion. When Miguel stole Ernesto de la Cruz's guitar, he became cursed and instantly became a spirit where he stood. And as his time in the spirit realm increased, his flesh began to fade away to reveal his bones. Spirits in the land of the dead are represented by physical characteristics from their mortal lives, which includes their hair and clothes. But in soul, the souls are a lot more nebulous. In that film, souls start out as homogenized entities who eventually only vaguely mirror their living counterparts. Joe, the mentors, and the people who are going to the Great Beyond have their souls physically defined by who they were on Earth. Unlike Miguel, who keeps his pants and sweatshirt on when he transitions over to the Land of the Dead, when Joe seems to be headed to the Great Beyond, he only has the silhouette of his hat and glasses on him. Unlike in the Land of the Dead, where spirits can enjoy drinks and meals, for Joe and 22, they can't experience any senses like they have on Earth. They can't smell or taste or even feel. All that stuff is in your body. No smell. No taste. Or touch. The soul world exists as a hypothetical construct that is devoid of true human experience. Well, other than depression, even before 22 saw Earth for herself, she was able to have her self-esteem and self-image beaten down, and in the young souls were able to see them begin to take on their individual personalities, but beyond those small experiences, they can't actually understand what life on Earth will truly be like. The souls are just striving to discover a reason to begin living. But in certain scenarios, souls in Coco and Soul could bring an artifact from their own world to the one beyond life. When Hector died, he was able to wake up in the land of the dead with a picture of himself. And when Joe entered the zone, he was able to bring the helicopter seed that helped inspire 22 to live. To me, it seems that when there's a piece of the world that you can't live without or that feels like an extension of yourself, it's able to transcend even traveling between worlds. Oh, and that's another thing, traveling between worlds. While spirits in the land of the dead can travel very easily if their picture is up on an ofrenda on earth, souls are able to go to and from the zone as often as they want. But while spirits in Coco are only able to come to earth when their loved ones remember them, and they are only given a single day to move about earth, once souls become aware of the soul realm's existence, they can be twirling a sign on a corner in New York City and travel across the soul world with ease. But Is there a way for these two worlds for the dead to exist at the same time? To me, Coco and Soul are some of the most wonderful, beautiful, and thought-provoking works that I feel like Pixar's made in years. They are absolute standouts to me and give me confidence in Pixar's ability to continue to be a big player in animation. And while I know not everyone at Pixar is trying to feed into the Pixar theory, and I acknowledge that they are both telling their own unique stories, I think it's fascinating to imagine how these two Pixar films that both explain Lore the afterlife in sometimes conflicting ways could become one. I want one way to explain the Pixar afterlife. Well, assuming that Coco and Soul exist in the same universe, then we know from Jerry and Terry's discussions about the Count not being off for hundreds of years that the counselors don't acknowledge the spirits in the land of the dead as truly dead. The Count hasn't been off in centuries. I believe that every soul will inevitably return to the soul world in which they were created, but for those few cultures who emphasize the importance of their memories, they can keep the ones they love close to them before they enter a world beyond their understanding. Those spirits get to live in a different way in a separate world from where they were born with many of the same human experiences that they had when they were alive. I see it as an in-between place where spirits go when they are no longer living but not truly separated from their mortal existences. The way I see it is that the land of the dead and the soul world exists at the same time where the land of the dead just lives in another plane of reality to what the living world experiences, well, the soul world is the true birthplace and endpoint for souls. In my mind, the final death is actually just the moment where a spirit no longer has any deep attachment to Earth, and after that moment, a person's soul will enter the pathway that goes to the soul void that Joe Gardner stared into. I think when we look at the greater Pixar theory and its universe, it's a similar idea to how toys, robots, and cars take on lives of their own. Human beings can embed a soul and emotions into entities that don't typically live because they believe that they are alive. Monsters Inc. especially showed us that humans have a powerful energy that is capable of accomplishing amazing feats, and I think that includes extending a spirit's life before they go to the great beyond. Fun people, I'm excited to announce that even though you won't be able to technically extend my life through your support, you can help ensure that I'm able to make videos for long into the future by becoming a patron or by becoming a member of this channel. By clicking the join button, you can gain access to my magical Discord server, you can get your name at the end of videos and you can also see my Patreon and member exclusive show Behind The Magic where I talk about what I'm working on and what it's like to be a YouTuber. Again, if you like to get these magical rewards and support the channel, please consider clicking the join button to become a member so that more videos can be released long into the future. Finally, as always, thank you to my patrons and members. Thanks for watching and have a magical day.